0: Today's episode is episode 177 of Unconventional Humans Podcast. Today's episode is called Impermanence. Today I'm going to talk about this idea that things aren't going to last forever, how that can help you as a creative person. How it's quite it's quite a difficult thing to contemplate. Impermanence, I started thinking about this because it's a stoic practice to to reflect on immortality to affect on the fact that we're going to die one day so in our modern day culture i've often felt like that people shut down that idea because it feels it doesn't even feel they have this sense or they have this idea that it's morbid it's morbid to realize you're going to die and I believe if you obsess about it, if you fixate on it, then it is an issue. It's not it's not a good thing to reflect on your immortality. But on the flip side, on the other end of the spectrum, not realizing at all, not ever entertaining the idea that you're 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 immortal isn't a great way to live either. Because what tends to happen when you feel like you're immortal, that you're never going to get to the end of your life. It sounds silly actually saying it that's why it's important to acknowledge it because when you say it then it does sound silly but at the same time you're acknowledging that you're immortal that you're not living in an unconscious way believing you're immortal what tends to happen when you acknowledge it is that you will do the things that are most important for you or you'll even begin to try and get clear on what's missing from your life what's important to you more on a spiritual level more than anything because by default the western world where we're living today if you're listening to this in a Western world, we're set up in a capitalist world, which it's not a bad thing. I'm not anti-capitalist, but at the same time, it doesn't really focus a lot on people's spiritual well-being. So what I found with realizing that life isn't permanent, it helped put things into perspective. This is something that I wouldn't tend to think about a lot. What I do use it with though, is when it comes to bad situations in my life, things I've categorized as bad experiences that haven't haven't felt good to me, or when I've embarrassed myself, when I've felt like I've embarrassed myself, this realization, this perspective helps me a lot. And I didn't always have this perspective. It puts things into perspective simply and helps you to shift and reframe the experience that you've categorized as bad. It helps you to look at the positive. What's the possible positive from this? You can easily do that with the pandemic today. There's a lot of bad things about the pandemic. It hasn't been something that's been a gift to us, but there's also, there's many positives to the pandemic if you choose to look at it that way. Positives, not from the actual disease itself, but from what it's what changes it's brought about in society and even on your individual life. Personally, I found that the pandemic has given me the opportunity to sit with myself more. I haven't been able to escape myself so easily. It's also taken the pressure of being socially active. That was one thing that is always going kind to of bother me in the back of my mind. I felt an obligation. To, to be like everybody else on the weekends. So even when I'd be quite content, maybe reading a book or meeting up with one friend or two friends, I had this sense that this is not normal for somebody my age to be doing. But the pandemic has taken that, 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 that weight of, of, of guilt off me because everybody is in the same boat. Nobody, can, nobody could do things on the weekends. So it took that level of guilt off me that I didn't know I was carrying so much around me. As the pandemic gave me the contrast, and now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why was I carrying around that level of guilt? And I feel it probably ties into living in a capitalist world. That's how the world goes around in the capitalist world, buying into things that you might necessarily like you might necessarily want to be going to nightclubs or like nightclubs there. No, I don't struggle so much with that. No, again, because it's more of an age thing now. But I know in my 20s, I struggled a lot with that. My late 20s, I struggled a lot with this idea that I should be going to nightclubs on the weekend. And I guess the pandemic helped me to, to realize that that was a level of pressure I was putting on myself that wasn't necessary. I just wasn't comfortable with that choice I'd made in my life not to be Interested in that, accepting that about myself. That I'm at a stage in my life now that I've, I've done that very short period of time where I where I was interested in that. I didn't, if I'm being honest, I didn't genuinely really enjoy it at the time an awful lot, depending on the night, I guess. But if I'm being honest, I didn't at the time. I wouldn't even know that because I, I felt like I should like this. So I convinced myself that I like this. There's been a level of confusion in my life, actually, where... I convinced myself that I liked things that I didn't really at heart like just purely because I thought I should like things. And the things I did like, I convinced myself that I wasn't interested in them. So I didn't do an awful lot of writing in my late teens, early twenties. I guess I, I didn't have many examples of men that I looked up to who wrote and I could see the benefits to them writing. I always associated writing as just something academic that didn't really have an impact in your life. They didn't make you a better person. They didn't help you to deep, deeply think about the world. So I didn't really have in when I was growing up, I didn't really I didn't really have in mind any males that represented that for me. And and so something now that I can see is a huge benefit in my life. I didn't think that I even liked, to be honest. When it comes to impermanence too, I think maybe there's a level of you going through things in your life that scare you, that you realize that you're not immortal, that your life can be taken from you in the blink of an eye. So there might be a level of experiences you go through, but at the same time, I don't think it helps when you're living in a society that's afraid of even acknowledging that life's impermanent. But it isn't even just about debt. I think I started thinking about this also because, as part of the creative process, you're venturing into the unknown, and I just kind of thought about what's the biggest unknown. The biggest unknown is debt in this lifetime. That's our biggest unknown, and I was just exploring the idea that, as people, we we like what's familiar, even if it's to our detriment, even if it's something that's not even empowering in our life. We prefer what's familiar. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. That's the, the thing we we play into there. But I was thinking about venturing into the unknown. I've got a chapter about the great, great unknown in, in my latest book. And I think as part of the creative process, you have to accept that things are impermanent. So that can be a good thing or a bad thing. So you could achieve a bit of success or you might be in a place, a spot in your creative process where you you feel like this is a great representation of what I'm at. I can't believe I got to this level where I'm able to express things at this level. It's realizing that you're not going to stay in that position. You're going to have to, again, move more into the unknown, experiment a bit more. And there's never a secure place you get to where things come easy to you. I think you just you uplevel your skill over time, but there's no getting around venturing into the unknown. If you're not willing to do that, I think you lose your creative edge. That's what my book's called "The Edge: uh, Finding Your Creative Edge." I think if you're it, the moment you give up on venturing into the unknown, I think you lose that edge. So that's how it came to thinking about immortality and. I think that is the biggest perspective you can have as a creative person because you, especially in the beginning stages to your creative journey, you're going to be putting out work that is personal to you. You're going to be putting out work where you feel vulnerable for putting it out. And this reflection on immortality can help you to push the publish button if you're on social media, pushing the publish button on a post that you would never entertain posting if you felt like you were immortal, that you weren't gonna die. That if you posted this now, you're gonna live with embarrassment, potential embarrassment for the rest of your life. That's the types of unconscious feelings you're dealing with. But when you realize, when you take a look at reality, that that is impossible, you're gonna live with embarrassment for the rest of your life. It helps you to do the things that matter then, because the things that matter oftentimes there's so much fear around it. You have to break through your fears to really start doing something that matters to you. And do that consistently over time. I found with the consistency, the more you do it, you just get into the habit of facing your fears, the habit of self-expression. You get into the habit of not having things perfect all the time. I found that I found that challenging not having things perfect all the time. I think. I think I, at some stage, I probably was a bit of a, a perfectionist. But I do my best. I try and I try and get across good information. Try and be creative with it, but I have to make mistakes because like, I cover a wide ground and things. I'm not just specialized in one area. Even if I was specialized in one area, I'd still make mistakes. But I accept that I'm going across a lot of different areas. I'm mixing thoughts together in different ways. My main here aim here is to be interesting, get you thinking about things. If something's of interest, look into it further. Do not take what I'm saying as gospel truth. Look into it further if something is of interest to you. And so that's all part of the creative process. There's so much fear around that and fear of not getting things right that I've found that realizing that things are impermanent, the positive to that. Is that things are impermanent, that the bad states, the things you, you experience as bad, the things you experience as embarrassing, the things that you feel affect your self esteem, they're also impermanent. Sad, so, so that the two is also the beautiful times in your life are also impermanent. They're not going to last forever. But that's, that's, all, that's all part of the messy process. And that's what I'll tie into creativity. That's why it's important with creativity. I feel that you express a wide range of emotions. You process a wide range of emotions. That's what I found helpful over the years. That it's me being willing to uh, to feel more of those challenging states that I that I repressed when I was younger, like feelings of sadness and anger and grief, and actually just feeling that now and realizing that this can go into my work in some way, in some non-obvious way. I think that's what makes it interesting. It'll be a non-obvious way. A lot of the times, I don't think I had that understanding when I started this. I think I was probably a little bit more literal when it came to expressing things. But now I'm starting to realize that you can process when you process the emotions that are genuinely going on for you. You don't know exactly how that's going to come out in your creative work. It might come out in non-obvious ways. You might actually talk about it directly. You might talk about what you understood from a situation that other people mightn't be speaking that perspective. You might process the emotion and it might come out. I guess sometimes now i have started to see that it's, uh, it's how you're coming across. It's the sense you're giving people. That's not something that you can fully control, but that's something that I feel... Gets better over time, the more you're willing to honestly engage in your work, honestly process your emotions and honestly connect with other people. I think that they all, those are all things, those are all variables that I didn't really appreciate that going to doing something then that you feel you're gaining a certain degree of mastery and that you're feeling that you're creating something that is unique. That's unique to you because it's got all these individual variables that you're processing. So, with impermanence, it's not something that I journal about. Uh, it's something you could journal about if you want to. Like I'm saying, imp- death is one, a- immortality in your death is just one aspect of the unknown, impermanence, so many other aspects of life. Even on a nature level, you'll see the seasons of life that the trees having green leaves, that's impermanent. You see that when you go from spring to summer to winter, you'll see the different transitions in how the trees look, especially if they're evergreen trees. So, you could journal around it, just journal around the impermanence. Look at the, the positives to impermanence that you're going to move through experiences that you might necessarily enjoy going through. And the negatives to impermanence, the negative, I would say, is that it's the, the beauty is transient. I guess even looking at it in a human level, as we evolve physically, our bodies, we go through a period of, of, where we become stronger. we I suppose we develop into adults, we become stronger. And I would have said, become more beautiful, but at all dependent on the culture. What the culture you grew up in deems is beautiful. So that seems something good to, to contemplate and to journal around, like what is your idea of beauty? Because when I wasn't writing, when I wasn't looking into this stuff, I I think, Unconsciously, I I think I dreaded the aging process because I looked at it purely from a physical point of view. I think there's many men and women who struggle with this today unconsciously because of the messages you're just being picked up on from society that the culture we live in associates aging as a bad thing because we look at it purely from a physical point of view in this, I guess, unconscious culture. But what I'm starting to appreciate is that if you're genuinely engaging your mind, if you're genuinely curious about the world, as you grow older, your knowledge of the world increases. So internally, if you're evolving, you'll have a much better understanding and felt experience of life as you progressively get older. Like I look back my early twenties and my teenage years, and I'm like, there was so much torture within me, so much anxiety, so much unexpressed anger, so much unexpressed sadness i'm like I, I would never want to go back there again because i understand what that inner world felt like physically i would i would go well physically <laughs> physically i actually am more comfortable with myself today i think i would probably freeze my physical body in my 30s to be honest i think i think that's as good as it's gonna get but if i am looking from a purely physical point of view i'd probably be inclined to go back there again because I, I suppose Stamina-wise, I notice now in my 30s that I put on weight a lot easier than I did in my 20s. So I suppose from that point of view, physically, if I'm purely from a physical level, I would go back. But from an internal emotional level, knowledge level, there's no way I would go back and trade my life. So that's another thing I found useful about writing and really doing the inner work. As you move through life, you realize, I think the benefits of the inner world outweigh the benefits of going back into... A better physical body, but without, with all this kind of chaos and turmoil of living unconsciously to the world. That's just my personal experience. It's different for everyone. So that's it today. I just wanted to talk a little bit around impermanence, just shine a light on that. It's not doesn't have to be something that's off limits, that's morbid. That's I actually feel it's one of those paradoxes. The more you accept your immortality and that you're going to die one day. The more you actually live your life i think that's the paradox you're dealing with here so that's it if you want to head on over to the unconventionalhumans.com you can support the podcast become a member i greatly appreciate that there's a zoom call a monthly zoom call if you want to join that like when the people the other thing you can do to support the podcast is to give a rating and review to whoever you're listening to it to Or if you're watching this on YouTube, I would greatly appreciate it if you could just subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, leave a like in the video, engage with us. And that's it. Thanks again for listening. And I will speak to you on the next episode.